Welcome uh, to week number four uh, in our series called Q&A. This is a series that was created by you and for you uh, based on your responses to our Christmas survey that we had. We listed about 15 questions there and just asked you to check those off. And we're taking the top five questions really that you wanted answered and uh, one by one each week answering those. I hope you've been getting a lot out of this. I sure have. It gives me a great opportunity to kind of drill down on some of these subjects. Uh, You know, not because I'm the answer man. I am not the answer man my job as a pastor is to point you to the one who has all the answers and that's Jesus Christ and so uh, we're we're discovering in God's word what he has to say about uh, in answer to some of these questions week one we talked about or or answer the question how do I handle stress week two how do I deal with difficult people Uh, if you were here last week you know the question was why do bad things happen to good people that's a big big question if you missed that that's on uh, our Valley Christian Church app and also on our website next Next week, we're going to be concluding this series by answering the question, are we living in the last days? What does the Bible say it looks like in the last days? And we'll also be celebrating communion together uh, as a church family in all four of our weekend gatherings, Thursday uh, and on Sunday, in both locations here and in Poughkeepsie. Uh, so, But we want to answer the question during our time together today, how do I hear God's voice? So if you have your Valley Christian Church app, you can go ahead and open that. Uh, if you don't have it, you can download Load it for free in your app store there and follow along with uh, uh, what we'll be looking at during our time together today. This is a big question. Uh, it's an important question, and it's one that, that God actually has a lot to say about in his word. The reason being, God is a speaking God. Our God is, and he's still speaking. And the Bible makes that very, very clear. He didn't stop speaking. There are some Christian traditions say God hasn't spoken for the last 2,000 years. We don't believe that. We're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight uh, during our time together that that actually would make it real clear. No, there's nothing in the Bible that says uh, that that happened at all. In fact, I came across this interesting quote by Dallas Willard, who was a a Christian writer and, and philosopher. And he put it this way. I think it's pretty interesting. He said, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. If God doesn't speak, you'll never be able to have a personal relationship with him. Because what is part of a personal relationship? Communication back and forth. You know, just imagine for a minute, my wife and I, uh, we're, we're going into, actually, uh, in this summer we'll be celebrating 27 years of marriage. If uh, 27 years ago I proposed to her and I said, listen, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you, but I'm never going to speak to you, but I want to have a marriage relationship. There's no relationship there. It takes communication. And, and so if we, if we were to tell people, you can have a personal relationship with God, oh, but by the way, he hadn't said anything in 2,000 years. There is no personal relationship there at all. In fact, we find the Bible begins with God speaking and the Bible ends with God speaking as well. And he speaks all in between. Uh, Look at in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. It says, then God, third verse in the Bible, then God said, it's by the power of his words speaking. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Third verse in the Bible. And all the way through Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament, into the New Testament. And then we find in the book of Revelation, look what Revelation says. And we'll touch on some of this next week also. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So I ask you first and foremost, do you have ears? Anyone here not have ears? 
Okay, I didn't see any hands go up. We have ears. And so that means God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to me because he gave us ears, not only to hear everyone else, but to hear him as well. So we see this at the beginning of the Bible. We see this at the end of the Bible as well. And of course, no, no answer to the question, how do I hear God's voice would be complete without checking out what Jesus had to say on the subject. And Jesus uses this incredible metaphor that makes it perfectly clear he still speaks today, right now as well. In John chapter 10, Jesus puts it this way, this metaphor. The gatekeeper, talking about the shepherd, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Jesus is speaking about himself as the good shepherd, as the gatekeeper. And he's saying, he speaks, the good shepherd speaks to the sheep. And you know what they do? They listen to his voice. Jesus expects you, Jesus expects me to listen to his voice. If we're his sheep, to listen to his voice. And don't you love this? I love this. He calls his own sheep by name. Did you know Jesus knows your name? He knows your name. I, I don't know about you, but I struggled with this in my life. I really did. I was about 11 years old until I found out for the first time that my name wasn't Get Wood. I, I thought my, my dad was always like, Get Wood, Get Wood, Get Firewood. I thought until I was 11, that was my name, Get Wood. Or Boy. My dad always, Boy. If I call my dad right now during the service, he'll be like, Hey, Boy. I'm like, I'm going to be 50 soon. When does that ever stop? He's like, You always be my boy. Jesus knows my name. Jesus knows your name, and he calls you by name. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. He knows you by name. And he says, I speak to my sheep, and I call them by name. It doesn't matter what that name is. My wife Susie and I, we have two French bulldogs. Uh, the male we've had for almost three years now, and his name is Tiberius Maximus. We call him Tybee for short. And, and, and the girl, she's more mine, and her name is Lucrezia Magnolia. And we call her Lucy for short. But every single day, she gets her full name. Daddy has a bigger name for her. Every single morning, I walk downstairs, and I sit down on the couch, and before I kind of hit the cushion, actually, she's airborne. And I catch her in my lap. And I start scratching her. I say, hey, baby girl, cream puff princess, junkie monkey short stack. And she's just like, she's just, oh. and I'm like, you are daddy's baby girl, cream puff princess, junkie monkey short stack. And she's just taking it in. And it's like, she knows what all that means. That's my special name for her, baby girl, cream puff. Uh, I messed it up there. <laughs> baby girl, cream puff princess, chunky monkey short stack. And, and it seems like every few months I add a little bit more uh, to that name. Jesus says to my sheep, I don't know if he calls me that, baby boy, cream puff princess, chunky monkey short stack. I hope he doesn't call me chunky monkey. But uh, he says, I call them by name. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Isn't that fantastic? How are we going to follow Jesus? Because he speaks to us and he leads us. He leads us. With his voice. And he goes on and says, Jesus is continuing talking. He says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him. His sheep follow him. 
Because why? Why do they follow him? Because they know his voice. God still speaks today. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. They will be able to recognize when I'm speaking to them. And then he goes on and he says this, which is pretty remarkable. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because why? They do not recognize a stranger's voice. They don't recognize it. And just kind of using this analogy again, because I love my little girl, Lucy. And uh, uh, Lucy, if she's doing something, all that I have to do is make a, there's a certain sound that daddy makes, and she knows she can distinguish that from any other sound, and she just stops whatever she's doing. Most of the time, she'll stop and just lay down, just completely limp. All I have to do is go like this. She's just total surrender. She can be on the other side of the room. She's jumping up, and I go, she just total like flattens out doesn't work so well when my wife does it doesn't work so well when my daughters do it but she recognized when daddy says it's over whatever you're doing just stop it right there Jesus says for you and me as his sheep he's the good shepherd and we're his sheep we'll never follow a stranger in fact we'll never run in fact they'll run away from him why because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. They don't recognize the voice of someone else. They they can discern between what is the voice of Jesus, my Savior, the good shepherd of my soul. That's a strange voice. That voice doesn't sound right. I can't trust that voice. And so there there, there are times, I I think, uh, and I think, quite honestly, it just kind of answering the question here, I, I think there are times when God does speak to us, like even like audible. I, those are few and far between. There are a few times in my life where I've actually felt like I thought I heard audible voice of God. One of those was when I was a little boy, five years old, and, and no one told me what it was, anything like that, and, and it was that day that I received Christ as my Savior. Another time in my life, and I've shared all these stories in the past, another time in my life uh, was actually when, when I felt like God called me to be a pastor. I was a sophomore in high school. And I'll never forget, my parents were driving me home from Friday night, our, our, uh, our teen uh, group here in the church. And this, this phrase kept going through my mind. I, I didn't remember where I ever heard it before. It didn't make any sense. But I just kept hearing this over and over in my head. Press on, press on, press on. Press on, press on. And, and I'm driving home, and I said, Dad, does that mean anything to you? My dad's driving. He was like, well, sure, that's Philippians chapter 3. And I was like, you mean that's in the Bible? He's like, yeah, it's in the Bible. We got home, and, and I said, can you show me? And he showed me, and this was before computers, folks. So I know I'm dating myself. And, and he pulled out the Greek and he pulled out the interlinear and the Strong's Concordance and all this. And he showed me how to study a passage in the Bible in the original language when I'm 15 years old, maybe 16 at the time. And he said, son, you need to study this and find out what God's saying to you. And through that verse, Philippians chapter 3, about verse 12 through 14, I felt like God said, Greg, I want you to press on because I've called you to be a pastor. I don't remember ever hearing that verse before, but just somewhere 
press on, press on, press on. Third time where I, I feel like that God was actually speaking to I heard him speak to me. Well, it was the night that Susie and I went from friends to really good friends. And, and uh, when I, I went out on a limb and I told her how I felt about her, and I had no idea. Uh, for all I knew, she thought I was just repulsive. Uh, but I just, just climbed out on a limb. You, you got to do that from time to time. That's where the fruit is. It's out on a limb. It's not hugging the trunk. The real fruit in life is out on a limb. And, and I remember before this all happened, I was in my dorm room at Bible college, and, and uh, we're supposed to listen to nothing but Christian music, and I'm breaking the rules. I'm listening to Billy Joel. And God spoke to me through Billy Joel. I, I was listening to the song, This is the Time to Remember, because it will not last forever. These are the days to hold on to, because it won't, although we want to. This is the time, but time is going to change. And I remember as I'm listening to this, I felt God speak to me. And this is what he said. You better listen up because time is about to change for you. And I was like, what? I had no plans that night of ever telling her that I, she had rocked my world and I was crazy, madly in love with her. That came a few weeks later. But that night, that night I told her that I cared about her, that I really liked her and I was really, really interested in her. And she looked at me cross-eyed like, boy, you got problems. No, she didn't. She said, I feel the same way. She said, I feel the same way. But, but I, I, it was like that just gave me the, I knew at that moment God was like, your life is about to change tonight in that moment. Now, apart from that, those three occurrences, I can't tell you, most everything else is an impression. It's a thought. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's guidance. We're going to talk about where that comes from. But, but, Jesus makes this perfectly clear. He says, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. And, and his words are what we need. How do I hear God's voice? In order to answer that question practically, first of all, we've got to kind of like clear away some of the clutter. So, so real quickly in helping you in answering this question, now that we know Jesus says like, my sheep hear my voice. They recognize me. I call them by name. They're not going to follow another stranger's voice. I want to share with you real quickly three weapons of mass distraction. Weapons of mass distraction. Because here's the thing. In order to hear God's voice, all three of those instances that I just shared with you, they came from a time that I was not distracted. They, they, they came from a time when it was like, it was just clear, it was quiet, my heart was open, and God spoke. And I believe this with everything in me as a pastor now for almost 27 years. Most of people, God is speaking a whole lot more than we realize. But we're distracted. We're distracted. And it's just like, again, I know I'm kind of dating myself. It's not talking about satellite radio. I'm talking about OFM radio. Just, just like when you're, when, you're, when you're driving on a trip and you're trying to find that station, it's like... But the closer that you get, you tune in, and what happens? When you tune in, what happens? The signal gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But you know what? That signal is always broadcasting. It's always broadcasting. It's when you tune in that you hear it. God is always broadcasting. God is broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God is speaking. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me, but we've got to tune in. We have got to eliminate the distractions. 
And, and listen, I, I, don't, I don't like playing devil's advocate. I don't think he needs any help. But, but if I was, here, here's the thing. I would try to distract people as much as possible from tuning in and hearing God's voice. And so I want to share with you these weapons, three weapons of mass, distru- mass uh, distraction. Here's the first one, real simple, busyness. Just being too doggone busy. Just being too busy. Look at what Jesus says in Luke chapter 10. It's an interesting story that happens between two sisters, Mary and Martha. Reading it from the Amplified, it's pretty cool. They, they, Jesus comes, her brother's name is Lazarus. Jesus comes to their house for a meal one time. Look at what it says. And she had a sister named Mary who seated herself where? At the Lord's feet and was doing what? Listening to him. Dinner party going on. Mary comes in, she sits down at Jesus' feet, and she listens to his teaching. Watch this. But Martha, two sisters, they're blood. They're, they're from the same family. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. She was so busy doing stuff for Jesus, she didn't have time to listen to Jesus. And the fact about our lives is we're so busy doing stuff for ourselves most of the time that we don't have time to listen to what he has to say that could immensely help us. This happened 2,000 years ago when he was in flesh and blood. It happens today by his Holy Spirit. We're so busy, so busy. We're too busy that we don't have time. We don't make time to hear God's voice. And that's the first thing I think it's so important to eliminate these weapons of mass distraction it is to begin, make time for God. Let me ask you a question. What is your daily time for God? When is it? Do you have it? If you have to put it on the schedule, write it on the schedule. If it means setting the alarm clock 10 minutes early, just to, I'm going to, the first 10 minutes, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge God. When is your daily time for God? Because if you don't put that in your schedule, you won't have time for it. All the distraction, all the things in the world will begin to crash in. And you won't have time to listen. Mary had to stop what she was doing and sit down and look and listen to what Jesus had to say. Back, I won't do it now, but you can read the rest of this. Jesus actually goes on. Martha says, Lord, tell Mary to get to work. <laughs> tell her to start helping me. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen the better way. She made the right decision by stopping and listening to Jesus' words. And Psalm 46, verse 10 puts it this way. Be still and know that I am God. It's in these moments of stillness, of reflection, of calm. I, I can remember when, when I was a young boy, uh, back behind our house at the time, and I've driven by the house now, and it's not like that at all. But there was this real, like, probably two, three acres of wooded area. And, and, and I would play back there in the woods, and there was a, a tree that fell, and it almost made like this great park bench for me. And I'd go back in the woods, and I would just sit there. 
And there were times that I would just sit and I would just pray. I'm like, God, I'm here. What do you want from me? And I'm just listening. And I remember it was almost like a Francis of Assisi moment one time. I was like, God, are you there? God, are you real? And all these little birds came and just landed all around me. And I was like, this is cool. I'm like one with nature. And then all of a sudden I heard this sound off in the distance. And I looked, and there's a wild turkey. And these, bird, these little birds are like looking for safety. And this turkey comes after me, chasing me. And I took off running for my life. And it's literally going at me, and I am screaming, ripping through the woods like that. One with nature, forget it. I don't know what was going on or anything. And I ran inside. My dad is studying at home at the office there. He's working on his sermon. And I remember I ran inside, and the way he tells the story, I know like, this could not have happened because I was much more intelligent than this. And I ran inside, and I said, Daddy, an ostrich was chasing me. He's like, son, son, calm down just a minute. And then later on, we saw there was a bunch of turkeys in the backyard. And I think I was the turkey really with that. But I remember, I remember just those times, those still times, just, just in the woods like that, just praying, just thinking, just, just dreaming even what God wanted to do with my life. Be still and know that I'm God. The Bible makes it clear. God speaks in a still, small voice. And you got to quiet yourself. And you got to push out the distractions. I, I, I encourage you not only to set a time every day, but set a place. Where, where's your place that you can go to where there's no electronics? It's just you and God. That place where you can just still yourself and listen to the still small voice. Here's the thing about busyness that we need to understand. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. And so we need to quiet ourselves because he's speaking. We need to quiet ourselves. Here's the second uh, weapon of mass uh, distraction competing voices there's so many voices so many voices competing voices Jesus tells a story and he talked in parables a lot of time to illustrate truths about God's kingdom and, and, and at one point he tells a story in Luke chapter 14 uh, about a, a, a man who was inviting people to come into the wedding talking about God the Father come into the wedding come into all that I have for you and look what it says Luke chapter 14 Jesus is telling it he says but they all alike began to make excuses the first said I've just bought a field I must go and see it like I got work to do I can't come I can't come to the big party that God you want me to be a part of please excuse me and then he goes on and he says, and another said, I just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Man, I got this. I just got this new thing, these new oxen. I got to try this baby out. I don't have time for you, Jesus. And then uh, I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married. I just can't come. I'm so busy. So distracted. So many competing voices. And, and I can't think of anything more on this subject than, than everything digital. So many voices that they just steal 
the opportunity to hear from the only voice that really matters, God's voice. Did you know sometimes the greatest gift that you can ever give someone is your undivided attention? We, we, we've been working on this as a, as a church staff. I've been uh, challenged myself uh, the latter part of last year, and I've been challenging our staff. Uh, and now that when we get together and we have meetings, I say, no cell phones. Leave them in your office. No cell phones. Because there's nothing that's going to hit your news feed that's going to be more important than showing someone the dignity of paying attention. And, and we have rules around no cell phones at the table. None. I remember the first time I started doing this, we went out to dinner with a family when the kids were home. This is, I'm not talking about years ago. I'm talking about like December when they were home. And, and we went out to dinner and, and, you know, while they're at college, I'm like, I can't wait to have those times with them, with my girls just to be with them again. And, and we went out to dinner uh, and, and it was a special treat. And I, I decided I'm leaving my phone at home. Because I'm like, the people I care about the most in the world are going to be sitting right here at this table. I cannot tell you the anxiety I had for that entire meal. I was like, oh. <laughs> Someone may have posted a video of a kitty cat doing jumps through a, through a coop or something, and I missed it. We were so obsessed with things that don't matter. And it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction. All these issues, I, don't, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I don't have time to spend with Jesus every day. Really? Really? You don't have time to say good morning to Jesus before you say good morning to America? We, we, we've always had like a rule in our house, like there's a time, the television does not get turned on until a certain time. Let me just put it this way, today, Thursday, our television has never been turned on in my home, home today. Even when our children were young, you only get 30 minutes of television viewing. That's it. And so we, we, we taught our girls how to hear. So blessed <laughs> just the other day to get a text from one of our girls off at college said, Daddy, I feel like God spoke to me today. And, and we're planning a visit with them next week. And she goes, when you and mom are here, we're visiting them at school. Like, I, I want to talk to you about what I feel like God spoke to me. Man, that thrills me to no end. Because we've worked hard as parents to cultivate that in our kids' lives. To, to find silent time. And it's so awesome, even when they're home from college, one of our daughters in particular should just, whatever we're doing, you know, if we're watching a movie or whatever, she's like, good night, everybody. I'm like, okay, good night. It's only 10.30, I thought you were a college student. And then I'll, I'll, I'll go to, you know, 11 or so, 11.30, I'm going to go to bed, and I knock on the door, and I open the door, and there she is sitting on the bed with her Bible open and a notebook. And I asked her, like, honey, I, what are you doing? She's like, I'm spending some time with Jesus. I was like, don't you want to spend time with daddy? You know? And I jokingly say that, but the reality is, I love that. 
that even on break, she's prioritizing time every day as a teenager to spend time with Jesus. Competing voices. I heard this statistic. Shocking. Average American between the age of 8 and 18 years old spends seven and a half hours a day looking at screens. Seven and a half hours a day. Eight to 18 years old. That's 52 and a half hours a week. 52 and a half hours a week. Just screens. Just distracted. Eight to eight, eight year old. 52 and a half hours a week. Competing voices, all these other voices. Come here, do this, do that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 puts it this way. Since we're surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. Did you know distractions from what God wants you to do is sin? When, when something else is distracting us from what God wants us to do, that is sin. Doesn't matter. It just doesn't mean it's an immoral thing because we give in to the distraction, the temptation, instead of what God wants us to do. Let us get rid of everything that slows us down, especially the sin that distracts us. We must run the, run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We must focus on what? Jesus. And so I ask you, do you want to hear the God's voice? Who are you focused on? What's your focus? We, we've got to eliminate those distractions. Let, let me put it this way, just a statement on this point. To hear God's voice, you've got to turn down the world's volume. To hear God's voice, you've got to turn down the world's volume. You, you, you've got to decide, okay, I've got this phone. I'm not against phones or anything. Like I told you, just, just, just uh, I don't know, six weeks ago, the anxiety just kind of like put mine aside for, for one meal. But, but there, I think there needs to be some sort of limits like, okay, after this time, I'm not checking Facebook anymore. At, at this time every day, I'm done. It's over. I am not going to let that dominate and distract me from perhaps what God wants to say. I found in my own life the two times of any day that it seems like Greg's the most alert to what God wants to say. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. I have always been the early riser. I don't need an alarm clock, actually. The only time I need an alarm clock is on Sunday because I have to wake up even earlier on Sunday. But every, every morning, I wake up by myself. This past, I was up at 3 a.m. today. And, and I, just find, I just get so much more done in the morning when it's just quiet and it's still, and I focus on Jesus. We have to eliminate the other voices and the other distractions. To hear God's voice, you have to turn down the world's volume. Here, here's the third weapon of mass distra distraction. An unprepared heart. An unprepared heart. Jesus, again, he, he spoke in these parables to, to give real clarity, the great principles, biblical principles. And, and at one time, he's telling a parable of the sower, and he, he likens the seed that a planter, a farmer, as he's throwing the seed to God's word. And listen to what he says in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 19. He says, when anyone hears news of the kingdom... 
That's the seed. And doesn't take it in. It just remains on the surface. And so the evil one comes along and plucks it out of the person's heart. When we hear God's word spoken, if we haven't prepared our hearts to hear God's word, you know what? The devil just comes and boop, plucks it up. Because we haven't prepared our hearts. And I just want to encourage you, you want to hear God's voice, prepare your heart before you come to a church service. Prepare your heart. Don't let it be like flying in here, you know, Mach 3 with your hair on fire, like, woo, I made it, check the box. Man, I haven't heard God speak. God never speaks to me. Prepare your heart. Here's some real practical things. Turn off the boogie down and turn up the worship music. Just, just allow even what you're listening to as you're driving here, just to begin to help you prepare your heart. Here's another thing. Just ask, God, speak to me. God, speak to me from your word. Speak to me. I have to do this on Sundays. I have to do this on Thursdays. Even before I get up to preach, when I have to just like calm myself, just like decompress. Prepare your heart. God comes to a prepared environment. I love that quote by Robert Morris in his book, Frequency. By the way, I highly recommend it. It's all about how God speaks to us. God comes to a prepared environment when we prepare ourselves to hear from him. It's rare. If you want it this way, I guess he could. If you want God to hit you with a lightning bolt, he'll do it. But, but I, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I want to prepare my heart to hear what he has to say. I want to get ready, make some space in my schedule. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 puts it this way. Let's make a clean break with everything that defiles and distracts us. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, make a clean break with the stuff that distracts you. Just, just make some space from all the distractions. Both within and without. That, that means all the outside stuff, but also all the Stop my thoughts that are going crazy. Just focus. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. Let's prepare ourselves to worship God. To worship God. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I've been a pastor, you know, for, for a long time. And, and uh, most of the time when I'm in any type of church service like this, 99% of the time, it's been my experience in the last 27 years, I'm preaching. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like focused, I've prepared, I've prayed, I've studied, I'm like focused. But, but we, when we go away on vacation, or we always go to church when we're away. We will, you know, as well, uh, while we're away on our vacations throughout this year as well. And it, you know what happens? I, I prepare myself like this, and then I walk into a church. Sometimes it's like a church that uh, Susie's cousin pastors down in Lynchburg, uh, Virginia Calvary Chapel there. And, and I walk in there, and, uh, and it's like they start the first song. I'm going, <laughs> I just cry my eyes out because I'm not focused on having to preach. I'm just focusing on it's my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I get so overwhelmed, I can't, even, I can't even talk. It's not uncommon at all. My girls would be looking at me and there's just like alligator tears just rolling down my face. Because I'm, I'm here to adore him, to worship him. And you know what happens? He speaks to me from his word. From the person that's preaching. As they begin to 
The Holy Spirit shines light on God's word. It just speaks to me. So much about this preparing your heart. We, we have to prepare our ears to hear. In fact, I want to do a little test right now. Everyone stand to your feet right now. Everyone stand to your feet. And, and I, I tested this out with, uh, with our tech guys, and here's what we're doing. Now, there's a little sound in the room right now. Let me just be quiet. I want to point it out. Don't, don't do it just yet. Listen to this sound right now. Don't do it just yet, Chris, okay? Hear that fan? That's not what I'm talking about. They're going to play a sound. And when you hear the sound, I want you to just sit down. If you don't hear the sound, just stand up. Just remain standing, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Okay, that's good. Everyone else sit down. I have never heard that sound. <laughs> we, we went through this over and over. What that is called is seven, that is 17.4 kilohertz. And, and that's like the sound of mosquito. I can't hear that. Like you all are weird. What did you sit down for? I'm like, what's going on? But here's the thing. At 17.4 kilohertz, listen, young people can hear that. If you were standing, it means you're old. That's what it means. <laughs> It means you're old. That's why I was standing too. I, they were doing it. And I mean, at one point, some of the, some of the uh, millennials on staff are like walking and we're trying this this afternoon. Some of the millennials are going like, oh God, make it stop. Make it stop. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. What's going on? But, but the older that you get, you start to lose that high, high frequency awareness. But it's still there. You know what it reminds me of? Where, where Jesus said, unless you come as a little child. God's looking for little children that can hear the frequency of his voice. You know, little kids aren't busy. Little kids are always like, Daddy, come play with me. Daddy, you have time for me? They, they, little kids are not so busy, or they shouldn't be. And, and, and he said, my sheep, they're going to hear my voice. They're going to recognize it. We have to prepare our hearts, prepare our ears to hear. In fact, it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, in, in the United Kingdom, in a London shopping center, a very posh place, they were having a problem with teenagers loitering. And, and they called an engineering firm in Scotland. They said, can you help us with this? And they're like, hey, we have an idea. And they put together a sound system outside of the store that did nothing but Anytime the store was open, broadcast that 17.4 kilohertz. And, and the kids came, and they're like, ah, and they never came back again. They never said you can't be here or anything. They just 17.4, and then, you know, the little skateboard guys are like, we can't do this. We can't do this. And they took off. True story. Some got real smart, and they actually made 17.4 kilohertz the ringtone. So their phone's actually ringing in class and the teacher can't hear because the teacher's old. And their phone's going, eh, and they're like, okay, got a phone message from so-and-so, you know, because they hear the phone, but the teacher can't hear the phone ringing during class. But everyone else in the class is going, Who's answer? whose phone is that? 17.4 kilohertz. We, we've got to focus on God's voice. Now, are you ready? Real practically, God speaks. How is he going to speak to us? Three things real quick. As we read his word. As we read his word, he speaks to us. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God's word. Are you looking for direction? Are you looking for guidance? 
Are, are you looking for comfort? Are you looking for peace? Are you looking for wisdom? It's found in God's word. In God's word. I, I said this before, I encourage you. Did you know there's 31 Proverbs? There's 31. And generally most days, the most months have at the most 31 days in it. Just read one proverb a day. And then when the month turns, just go back again. On the first day of the month, read Proverbs 1. 14th day of the month, Proverbs 14. Just go, you'll be amazed at the wisdom that God will just begin to release in your life. Also encourage sometimes people are like, I don't know where to begin reading. Read the Gospel of John. It's phenomenal. Just read one chapter a day. It would take you all of like six and a half minutes. Six and a half minutes. Just one chapter a day. Because God speaks to us through his word. For me, I find it in the morning is, is, is the most important time for me. Psalm 119, 147 puts it this way. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. I have put my hope where? In your word. In God's word. It's the first thing that I do. God's word. That's what the psalmist says. That's where I put my hope. In in your word, Lord. This This is so precious. Your word. You speak to me through your word. Number two, God speaks to us as we cultivate his presence. As we cultivate his presence. It's kind of interesting. In Genesis chapter 3, we know the story, most of us, about Adam and Eve when they sinned. Before the sin entered into humanity, the Bible says that they walk with God in the cool of the day. They walk with God in the cool of the day. After they took the forbidden fruit, Genesis 3.8 says, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife, what did they do? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Do you know why most of us don't hear God's word? Because we're ashamed. But what did God do knowing Adam and Eve in their sin? He called out to them. Are you where are you listen it doesn't matter how bad you've messed up it, it doesn't matter how bad uh, that, that you've blown it in life or, or or just 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 whatever it is God still said where are you come to me come to me come to me we have to cultivate his presence and preparing our hearts. And here's the third way that God speaks to us as we get planted in the church. As we get planted in the church, God speaks to us through what's happening right now. Look at what Psalm 92 says, verse 12 through 13. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like cedars in Lebanon. Why? Planted in the house of the Lord they will flourish in the courts of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you planted in the church? A lot of Christians are tumbleweed. They have no roots. They're not planted anywhere. And I just go here and get a little of this, and then I go down the street and get a little of that, and a little sampling of this. It's like cafeteria Christians. I'll just take a little of this, a little of that, a little of that. 
Listen, I'm not saying this. Maybe Valley Christian Church is not the church for you, but by all means, get planted somewhere. You will never experience the blessings of God half-hearted anywhere. It won't happen. And if, if this church is not the church that, that fits best for you, I can recommend a bunch in our community that are great churches. But get planted. Be all in somewhere instead of half-hearted everywhere. Be all in. The, the greater the level of commitment, the greater the level of blessing. I, I just challenge you with this. Just think about this. You go all in for one year at a church. I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be on the peripheral. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be all in. When the doors are, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be involved in a small group. I'm going to find a place to serve. I'm going to be at the different events and all those things. And you watch 12 months later, you won't even recognize your life. But you just, little peripheral here, little of this, little of that, never be one of these. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. How does it happen? Planted in the house of the Lord. Roots go down deep. And when the storm's coming on, what happens? They make it through. Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish. I have never seen anyone in 27 years as a pastor who was all in, wholeheartedly committed to what God was doing in any local church anywhere that didn't flourish. I've never seen it. I have never, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of half-hearted Christians that are still wondering, God, I don't hear you. What's going on? That's not God's plan. God does want to speak. Bananas don't grow in Alaska. You've got to get in the right environment. We work very, very hard here at Valley Christian Church to create this environment so that people can come and, and with limited distraction and can open their hearts and can hear and can receive and can grow. It all, your spiritual growth is determined by the environment you put yourself in. Bananas do not grow in Antarctica. It's not the right environment. It's not the right environment for that kind of fruit. Go all in. You will not believe what God does in your life in one year. And like I said, that's not a commercial for Valley Christian Church. That's a commercial for being committed to a local church somewhere, all in. So very important. Here's the final thought. If you want the right fruit, you've got to get in the right environment. You just have to. There's just no way around it. I, I think back on my life, almost every single blessing, long before I was a pastor, almost every single blessing that I can look at in my life directly came as a result of being committed in a local church. Almost every single one. Remember, it was driving home from our youth group here at this church that God spoke to me and called me to be a pastor. Where was the first time that I ever saw my fiance, uh, my, my wife of 27 years, my, my girlfriend? Where was the first place? It was in church. It was in church. God has shaped, God has changed, God has molded my life in this environment. Literally, this environment. 1072 Route 82, since 1981. I am who I am today because 
good, bad, or ugly, because I've decided I'm all in. I'm all in. Never dreamed I'd be the pastor of this church. That was never even on my radar or in my heart. Never wanted to. You've got to choose the right environment if you're going to grow. Right now, this is what I believe. I believe right now God's been speaking to you. I think even amongst my, my blubbering and all this stuff, God's been speaking to you. And you know it's him. Because it may actually be making you feel uncomfortable. It's not what I said. It's all those thoughts that happen in your head after what I said. That I have nothing to do with. That's him. That's God. And the big question is this. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with what he's saying to you right now that you're like, no, 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 I don't want that. It can't be, uh, 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 no, that's not. Yeah, that right there. That's him. That's like that frequency that some of you could hear, others can't. You're hearing the frequency of God right now. It's not my voice. His. Are you going to obey? Are you going to respond? Are you going to put into action what he's saying to you right now? I'm going to ask, would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank you that Jesus said, sheep hear his voice thank you Lord that you, Jesus is speaking the Holy Spirit is speaking to us speaking to us about things that no one else even knows about but you know thank you for your still small voice God I pray right now for courage courage for each and every one of us to do, to follow through, to act on, to obey what it is that you're saying to us. Courage to daily make a priority of disconnecting and eliminating the distractions so we can hear from you every day. Give us every single day. We need our daily bread from you. Your word to nourish our spirits, to, to strengthen our souls. And Father, I just pray right now, in this moment of reflection and contemplation, Lord, Lord I, I pray for every single person here right now that, that has never stilled their heart to just respond to your love through your son Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord God I pray that this would be the moment that this would be the moment where we would hear from you and we would receive salvation forgiveness cleansing as you speak so tenderly 
and so gently to us. And right now with, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I just want to give you an opportunity. If you've never prayed and received Christ as your Savior, you could do that right now. He's, he's speaking to you. He's talking to you right now. He wants you to know how much he loves you and he cares for you. And he demonstrated that by coming to this earth, dying on the cross as a sacrifice and a substitute to pay the price for your personal sins and mine. Have you received that payment, that forgiveness? It's real simple. All you have to do is pray, thank you for dying on the cross for me, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. I trust you with my future. Very simple. In that moment of response, see, now you're, you're communicating. Now you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he wants that to grow. He wants you to continue to speak to him. And he wants to speak to you. That you'll hear. And you'll begin to grow. And that relationship will grow stronger and stronger. And it would literally last for all time. Thank you, Father. For the words of Jesus Christ. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. And I call them by name. And they will not listen to a stranger's voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Valley Christian Church located in Hopewell Junction, New York. Please visit us online at valleychristianchurch.net for more information. Thank you.